Hello everyone and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host Chad Owens. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Happy Monday. Uh, man, a lot to talk about in the sports world and I know you guys tuned in uh, this past weekend with these fights. We're going to talk about that here shortly. Sit back, relax. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. All right, Mayweather fought Logan Paul this past weekend, uh, yesterday, matter of fact, and yeah, it it looked like a circus. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, it's, you know, these guys are really good at what they do, promoting, marketing, and making money. So with that, I got to tip my hat because they made a lot of money. On this event, it wasn't even a fight, right? It's an exhibition bout, but I mean, an exhibition bout making hundreds of millions of dollars, right? I believe Logan Paul made, I think, $20 million, you know, to go out there and, and, and clown around, you know, bear hug Mayweather, you know, and, and it's just, I know it's frustrating for a lot of fighters out there, professional fighters, who this is what they do. This is what they sacrifice so much for. You know, this is even going back to the, the Jake Paul, Ben Askren fight. Right? There's a lot of these MMA fighters who have dedicated their entire lives to the sport, to fighting, to becoming a pro, and will never see a $20 million payday on a fight night. That's just the reality of it. You know, so, again, it was, it was an event. And they did a great job marketing it. And, you know, hey, at the end of the day, um, you know, there was no judging. There was no someone won or lost. I mean, Mayweather won the fight, obviously. But it's, it's just hard not to, you know, think about what what these guys are doing. I mean, and who knows, right? Again, marketing, these guys are, they might be, they're probably shaking hands backstage. Like, hey, a great job promoting, man. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, and hey, again, kudos to them on that side. Um, and also, that was on this exhibition event was former NFL wide receiver, Chad Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. Uh, he also had a fight with a, a, a bare-knuckle pro fighter, and he held his own. Although he did get dropped in the fight, he popped right back up like, in, like all receivers do after getting smacked across the middle of the field. We popped right back up. Uh, but he actually looked pretty good, you know, in his debut. And I know Chad Ochocinco puts in a lot of time training, and I've seen him via Instagram. He has boxed. He's, he's, he's trained, uh, and he's a well-rounded athlete. So, you know, shout out to you, Ocho Cinco, on, you know, putting yourself out there. And he had a great message for everyone. You know, he said after the fight, he said, man, you, you know, make sure you go out there and live. Just because we're living, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're living. You know, go out there. Don't be afraid to fail. Try new things. Hey, you might get dropped. But just as long as you, you get right back up and keep trying. So shout out to Chad Ocho Cinco for that. And yeah, I guess I better start living. I gotta 
I got to get myself ready to get into one of these events and make some serious money. Big news in the NFL. Um, Seven-time Pro Bowl receiver, Atlanta Falcons receiver, well, former Atlanta Falcons receiver, Julio Jones has been traded to the Tennessee Titans. Um, this, was, this is big. And, you know, you could, you could sort of anticipate that this was coming. You know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, longtime quarterback, you know, in Atlanta, retired, done. And Julio wants, man, he wants to go on and, 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 and win a Super Bowl like every other receiver. And he wants to do it with a quarterback that he feels has the potential to get them there and to get him some footballs. Now, in this trade, um, the Atlanta Falcons received a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick from the Titans, right? Obviously, the Titans get Julio Jones along with a six-round pick uh, in 2023 from the Falcons. So that was a big trade. That was a big thing going on in the NFL right now. And, and look, the Titans are they're a really good team. They've got a solid defense who's going to continue to get better. And offensively, Ryan Tannehill, who just came in and started just doing his thing out of nowhere. You got one of the top, if not the top running back in the league, Derrick Henry. Right? A.J. Brown, now Julio Jones. That's going to be a scary team this year. So I can't wait to see this new look Tennessee Titans offense with the uh, acquisition of Julio Jones, seven-time Pro Bowler. And the French Open lost a couple more of the game's stars. You know, Naomi Osaka, we all know what happened there. She withdrew to, to take care of her mental health. And that's, that is completely 100% okay. As an athlete, hey, yeah, contractually, they say that you know, you're obligated to show up to media. You're obligated. But look, your only obligation as an athlete and as a human being is to make sure you are doing okay mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, that's first and foremost. So, moving forward, Serena Williams, um, who's going to be turning 40, I believe, at the end of this year. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, but she lost her match, and she is out. You know, she's always a favorite. She's always a contender. But she's out, and right before her loss, Roger Federer withdrew uh, to rest his body in preparation for Wimbledon. Now, Roger, Roger Federer is also going to be turning 40 you know, later this year. So, you know, you, you hear that, right? You, you, to rest his body. Yeah, age is only a number. Trust me, I feel the same way. <laughs> but the reality of it is, look at LeBron James. Look at what happened. Injuries. The older you get, these injuries just take a little bit longer to heal. Your recovery time, a little longer. You know, you, you're not that young, you know, uh, young athlete that can just go, 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 nonstop, recovery. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little of this and I'm right back at it. It catches up to you. And, you know, it's not that we're talking about age here. We're talking about two players in Serena Williams and Roger Federer who, who have been doing this for a very long time, who have been dominating for a very long time. And 
again, I'm going to talk about expectations from athletes, right? When you, when you become a champion, hey, the lens is on you. The microscope is on you. The expectations become greater. And you should expect that of yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. You should expect greatness of yourself always. That's what makes the elite the elite. But it also requires deeper dives into the training. Elite level training. Grinding, 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 grinding. Not saying that the non-champions or the, the lower tier players don't grind this hard. I just feel like the expectation level isn't there. So one could get away with maybe, you know, not, not working as hard or not putting the body through. If it's a day where I was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to take today off. Whereas the elites, they push through the pain. They push through certain things. And, you know, year after year, day after day, match after match. Yeah, they've got a lot of mileage on their joints. And, yeah, the older you get, the more you need to recover. And so... Two of the game's best is out. And so I believe this is going to be the first year where a non-French uh, you know, Open winner is going to win. So stay tuned for that. All right. My guy, Stephen Sai, the sports guru. Brother, missed you last week, man. Well, it was so a busy week. Busy yeah. week. And we have Memorial Day. We have to honor the soldiers and everything. And yes. that's a beautiful time. Yes. And, and our loved ones here. That's the thing about uh, Memorial Day. It's about everybody, right? past a lot of all the great people in our lives yep that's it great perspective Stephen. as always um how was your weekend it's good nice and restful we had a little, i don't know if you saw a little video put out there but uh family all vaccinated so we had a little party for my uh uh, um, uh nephew's wife and so we had a little dancing going on, a little... Uh, Uh-oh, you guys had a little vaccination but party? I'm, I'm an old man. I only got the move. This is my one move. Left, right, overbite, you know? The old man wow. overbite. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it, man. At some point, Steve, we're going to have to get the full dance well. uh, there. <laughs> but look, let's dive on into this thing, man. There's a few things happening on, on, sort of on the local front that, you know, I always love chatting with you about. You know, the yeah. Soji brothers... All right. Um, they're, they're, yeah. They decided to continue to pursue their dream of, you know, playing in the Olympics and, and getting an Olympic medal. You know, I know they're two aspiring uh, coaches. They want to coach yeah. like their dad, who is an all time UH legend of yes. a coach. Still is a legend. Dave Soji. Still is a legend. The thing, too, about it is great to get, they get to represent the country, they get to represent Hawaii, but they're going to be fabulous coaches. First, they've got the best coaching mentor in the you know college volleyball one of the best they've showed you living right in their house the other thing is the positions they play one's a setter one's a libero i mean those are the ones you know one guy knows all the defense and the setter is involved in every play i mean so you're, you're talking about this is this is um guys who can not just can coach can play the game but they can see the whole court they can see the whole guy it's, it's kind of like um like, it's a quarterback or maybe an offensive lineman that where they understand the concepts of everything. I think uh, they'll be uh, not just, uh, you know, great representatives at the Olympics, but they're going to be pretty good coaches going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and I believe, um, who was it? It was uh, Dave that, that had the article on, on them today. Yeah. Dave Reardon. Yeah, Dave Reardon. Yeah. You guys got to check out his article. Cause the thing that, that I like that they talked about was 
yeah, you could you can imagine that brothers growing up competitive, fighting, and and you know maybe maybe at the college level or at the pro like you could get irritated with someone, but they actually became closer because they're in a place where you know they didn't have any other family, right? It's just them two, and they became tighter. And the fact that they you know would play together, man, that's that's like a dream come true. You know, and so I love I love hearing those stories. And yeah, you're right. I believe they're going to make unbelievable coaches because they had the pedigree. They had the blueprint from Coach Dave Soji. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I love the fact that one's an offensive minded, the other's more defense. And you put that together, man, that's that sounds like an unstoppable force. Yeah. And uh, the, OK, we got to forgive him for going to Stanford and all that. But. Hey, the, the beauty is Stanford's volleyball survives. And that's also great for the sport because the sport needs great programs. They need to get going. I know that was part of the cutting block and everything, but now Stanford goes on. And again, it's going to help the sport grow. The sport needs to keep growing and growing. There's so many cutbacks around. Um, men's volleyball does take a hit, but, you know, I think, I think it's great that the Soji brothers, you know, have really kind of helped. Um, help that program help and, and that program will live on and again it's great for volleyball that's one of the beauties about volleyball it's such a great um, family drinks and everything that um, you know everyone benefits you know you play the game and everyone shakes hands and then they they go on and you know it's it's you know it's that's kind of how sports should be right it should not be you know absolutely everything. people just bring together and stay together absolutely and uh, let's 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 transition over to uh, another sport Stephen that I just, you know, I found this out. I didn't know this. And Curtis, uh, Curtis has this in today's article as well. Yeah, Chris, I'm our sports editor. And the, the deal is he started off by looking at his old annuals. And I didn't even know they made annuals back then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's very first, look, like 80th uh, high school reunion pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, he looked at his yearbook or something, right? And he was like, yeah. man, like, man. He was probably, man, I actually look pretty good. at was it, was it this one right here? Well, actually, he does look pretty good. He's uh, the man looks really young, so yeah, yeah, We're, yeah. No, uh, hey, Curtis. Yeah, but, but look, yeah. hey, Curtis is talking about women's wrestling, and and what he talks about, Stephen, is that Hawaii right. I, I became the I, first state to yeah. sanction women's uh, women's women's only wrestling. Because before, if you if you wanted to wrestle, you had to wrestle with the boys. That's not fair. And before that, they weren't even letting them wrestle with the boys. They just weren't allowed to wrestle. So, I mean, they've really come a long way. And it's great. I mean, I imagine when he's looking at his annual, he's saying, I'm kind of missing like half a section here because we're the women's sports. And I think things have kind of grown. And, and, and the thing about that, too, is and it goes back to Patsy Mink, a Hawaii person who kind of started Title IX. And it's about opportunities. Now, we can always argue about popularity, money, revenue, things like that. But it's about giving people opportunities. And I think um, that's the beauty of that. And I think that's why he's been kind of a, a trendsetter in that area. You know, they, they, they're the ones that helped initiate Title IX where they give equal opportunities to women for, you know, um, sports opportunities and other educational things. And uh, it's, it's also great because it's, uh, you know, just, I don't know, just there's a whole half of the world, you know, that just needs, that also wants to play too. It's great that everyone gets a chance. It's great there. Yeah. And, and without that, right, without that opportunity, we wouldn't have a, an Olympic medalist. Right. And, and Roosevelt alum, Clarissa Chun. 
right? Who's yeah. uh, an assistant coach on the, on the uh, U.S. Uh, women's national team. You know, so, you know, those things are, yeah, you said it, man, it's a must. And I'm glad it got recognized back then. And look at what it's sort of like evolved into. And uh, yeah, I can't be more proud to be, you know, uh, from Roosevelt. A lot of, hey, we got a lot of people that came out of Roosevelt, Stephen. Yes, right? we did. We're, we're, we're all, we all, we got some, we got some, we got some studs and some studettes. I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it up. Studettes for the for the women oh. <laughs> now, now forgive me for saying this about, about back to roseville but i was on the hallmark channel for well okay i like the hallmark channel and there's this um thing like you had me at aloha and brad khalili moku was on there yeah shout out to brad hey he's doing his thing yeah i don't think brad owns any shirts by the way he's always just walking around with the ripped body of his but another rough oh, rider made right. it big yeah we got a lot of us man uh well look let's transition into our last story today, Stephen, something yeah. that I think is is big and is needed and it's been missing because of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, in-person recruiting. Yeah. Talk to us about that. It's nice. It's nice to see face. I mean, you got to think about it. It's um, the whole past year. It's kind of just been um, videos. It's the huddle videos. It's I mean, they're just you can talk to people. You can have Zoom calls, but you can't actually meet a person. I think in recruiting, you learn about people by being with people. And if you're going to recruit someone, if you're going to say, hey, I want you to come to our you know, school for the next four or five years. And same for the, the athlete. If you want to trust your life and your parents want to trust that they'll send their kid to your school, they want to meet. They want to have the face-to-face. They want to have the interaction. That wasn't possible before because of the pandemic. Now it is. Unfortunately, though, it really cost a lot of high school kids this past year, especially the seniors. I mean, they weren't recruited. There's a whole cycle of players who were ready for good breakout showcasing um, senior seasons and everything, including football and girls wrestling. And they just didn't get the opportunities because they, they weren't uh, scouted or anything like that. So I think now it'll open it up. It's unfortunate for a lost class, a, a year where people didn't get that opportunity, but at least now going forward, we're, we're hopefully past this pandemic or pandemic or moving out of it. And that um, you know, now everyone will get a, sh- a fair chance. And it's great for athletes. It's great for the coaches. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you remember the movie, uh, Stephen, and then for those that are watching this round, but the movie Blindside, it, mm. it shows that perfect example when he's getting recruited by all these schools and it goes through clips of all the coaches coming through the household, interviewing, 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 and the parents are there listening and sitting in the, and getting a feel for these coaches. And that's, that's part of the experience. That's part of the, the journey, like you said, that's part of the process. Of, man, what school am I going to go to? It's not just the school, but who's coaching me? What's mm-hmm. the culture? Does it does it match my my beliefs and what I want to you know what I want to do? And that's that plays a big role, you know. And I, yeah, I'm I'm happy that we're back to some sort of like normalcy, and we're 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 almost there. And I just feel like uh, although there was a lot of athletes who missed out my son included hey you know it's 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 heartbreaking but i'm going to say this Stephen, the athletes that the seniors that was last year and this year that's two years of you know these these athletes having to go through this stuff that and i've said it before this is going to be the hardest piece of adversity that they've had to go through and you know 
if they grow from this, I hope they all grow from this and they take that, take that piece. They're going to be so prepared for life, you know, in the future and whatever they got coming or whatever they want to do uh, because they had to endure, you know, such a tough, tough thing that you got to ask that you're asking high school kids to go through. So um, they're more equipped. Uh, yeah. They missed out on some opportunities, but Hey, you, you go out and create your opportunities. You can go out and achieve and, and attain any goal that you want to, Stephen. doesn't matter. I, I walked on. I didn't, get, I didn't get recruited. I didn't get to you know, have a coach sit in my living room. I didn't get to pick the hat I wanted, and I'm going here. Like, I didn't get to do any of that. Right, Steve? Well, you pick the and hat. So, you just have to buy your own hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, chose, I chose Hawaii you know, yeah. because I wanted to play at home and – and all that stuff. So, you know, you're right. I had to buy it. I had to buy, pay for that, you know, for the first year and a half, two years. Right. So anyway, yeah, all the opportunities, all their possibilities, all their dreams are still right there in front of them. And uh, they just got to go out and work for it. So definitely excited though, Stephen, that in-person recruiting is, is back and, and all these kids, the families are going to be to experience that again. And, and your, and your younger self is an example of everything we talked about too, is that, they're only 18, 17 year olds. Their life is ahead of them. They can still fulfill these dreams. They, they, they might not have had a, a real, a real prom. They might not have had the, the in-house visits and all that, but you know, they can do so much more because their life is so much, there's so much life ahead of them and so much great things ahead of them. And now that they, you're right. Now that they've overcome the tough parts, the adversity, life can maybe a little bit simpler. They have a better perspective and they'll be ready for a life because, you know, life, life is full of adversity. It's better to get the experience now and everything than, than it is later in life. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll just end with this, Stephen, like a lot of these athletes are like being a, a going to college, playing athletics, becoming a pro athlete. That's the goal. That's always got to be the goal. But, but if I, if I had a message from my younger self, it was make sure you have that secondary passion. Make sure you're building that model car on the side, mm-hmm. right? So that yeah. if the t- when the time does come, when sports is done or whatever, hey, you got this vehicle ready to go, right? There's so much more opportunities for these kids today uh, to earn an income and to do things, you know, than before. So, you know, take advantage of that. All you young athletes, make sure you guys have that secondary passion. And don't, if you go to college, don't just go to college to go to college, go to college and make sure you're studying what you want to learn and what you want to use, um, you know, for your career. And, and, you know, that's the beauty of when you went to college, because when you're paying for it the first two years, Hey, you're taking classes, you're taking, you're studying everything because you're paying for that. And and so, yeah, I think, um, yeah. When you go to college, if you get the opportunity, Take all the classes you want to take, experience it, because you know what? Life isn't so great out there. The real world's not so great. <laughs> enjoy college. Enjoy growing up, you know, because things seem to be a little rougher out there. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it can be tough, Steve. It can be tough. But, hey, uh, you know, we want that. We, we don't want it easy, Stephen. <laughs> we want it tough so we can battle through and, and, and enjoy that, that sweet victory. So, uh, look, Stephen. Man, thank you so much uh, for joining us. As always, we had to make up for lost time last week, so we did a little extra today. There you go. So I appreciate you, man. 
Enjoy the rest of the day. I hope you have a, an amazing week. Okay, take care. Have a good one. And I can't wait to see that, that dance later. <laughs> well, okay. Take All care. right. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. I know it was a long one, but like I said, I had to make up time with my guy, Steven Sai. Thanks again so much for that, brother. And thank you guys again for tuning in. Hope you guys are having a solid start to your week. I'll see you all on Hump Day Wednesday.